Soy, the final frontier. I'm Comrade Britain. And I am musical theater director Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS The Wiz, our ongoing mission. To seek out new Trek episodes, both cringe and based. And to boldly go to Broadway! The podcast is here. We're here. One half vegan, one half vegan. 100% communist. Unless we have a less leftist guest. Not Mars. Patrick and Britain. Talking, joking, farting, All about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is Rex. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right Oh, mother friggin' frigger 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 frig. Frickin' hell. What's up, mother frigger? Oh, you know. You friggin'? I'm frickin'. You friggin' in diggin'? Yeah, dirty diggin'. You using dig.com still? Is that still a thing? Yeah, I think someone bought it out, and it's still, it's like, it's like nothing now. It's like a mm. wasteland, but mm. it still technically exists, I think. Does Ask Jeeves still exist? Yeah, Ask Jeeves still exists. Wow. He, uh, he gives me handies every now and then. <laughs> it's pretty cheap, too. Hmm. Yeah. Jeeves. That's one of my favorite, like, Jerry Seinfeld jokes. What's that? Where he's like, you know, if you name a child Jeeves, there's only one course of, um, path for him oh yeah but like he's just gonna become a butler yeah so you can't have like a dr jeeves yeah hey we don't have ad- <laughs> we don't have ads anymore did you notice no i didn't notice oh well that's because you don't listen to the fucking podcast why would i i'm on it yeah true but <laughs> you want to hear all the funny gaffes we make that's true. stuff yeah yeah all the all the conversations we have about joe biden mm. joe biden about Leatherhead, yeah. Leatherhead, Leatherhead, Leatherhead. He he don't he ain't voting for no Joe Biden, you know. <laughs> Leatherhead down down here on the bayou, you know. We got different problems, and and that Joe Brandon he disconnected from America, especially what? the heartland of America. Well, also Leatherhead is a convicted felon, and he can't vote anyway. <laughs> oh, whoopsie daisy, oops. Oopsie daisy, I traffic children. <laughs> I traffic. Did you hear about that though? Like the one of the guys who funded the um, uh, Sound of Freedom movie actually got uh, arrested and uh, charged with uh, kidnapping children. Cool. Like he was like a very vocal funder of the movie. Wow. And, wow. Well, one, a, one of the Mormons, one of the brothers. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, he was just some other guy, but yeah, he funded the movie, and yeah, sure enough, he um, got got uh, caught. Uh, pretty kids. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pedocon theory. So. Anyway, the uh, the reason we don't have uh, ads anymore is um, we're trafficking children now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. very lucrative business. Yeah, it really is. You have no idea. Yeah. Actually, you do have an idea. You see the you see the spreadsheets. I don't know if you can make sense of them. But spreadsheets. Yeah. That's uh that's what you call it when you <laughs> spread, <laughs> spread out one of those children on your bed sheet. <laughs> Okay, that's really fucked up. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, the reason we don't have ads anymore is because uh, we're we're doing pretty good on Patreon. Hell yeah. Patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS to listen to uh, 
ad-free episodes. Of course, everyone gets ad-free episodes now, but you get them in high-quality stereo the moment I'm done making them instead of having to wait for them to trickle out over the week like everybody else. Uh, what else do you get? Uh, you get uh, access to a private Discord server. And this is all for $2 a month. Right? If you want to pay $5 a month, though, just a little bit more, we'll say thank you to you on uh, on our podcast. To people just like Dylan Lance, Ian Killia, Nick Savard, Jordan Hale, David Craning Sites, Cappies, D. Gursky, Eric and South Slope, Jormore, and Ethan Williams. Mm. Or sorry, Ethan Adams. Mm. My apologies. I don't know how I read that Williams. No. Um, I wonder if there's any relation to Gomez Adams. No, family. it's it's a single D Adams, which they talk mm. about in one of the episodes of the New Adams Family. The single D Adams are very different from the double D Adams. Mm. Yeah, because the the double D Adams have big old boobies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You give it a pound, brother. Yeah. Boom! All right. Uh, also, if you give us ten dollars or more a month, you get access to the Media Dungeon, which is my private Plex server. It's a streaming thing, just like uh, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, it's got, I uh, just got over 16,000 films, got over 700 shows. Uh, I've got more media than most streaming sites. And I've got every single episode of Star Trek ever made, including I just got a 1080 upscale of Voyager and an HD upscale of DS9. Oh, wow. So all of my Star Trek is in HD now. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, but uh, we also say thank you to those people who subscribe to that. People just like Jonah Hearn, Kyle Simmons, P.J. Hale, Shane Sawyer, Gillian McCrary, S.F.C. Punk, King Penumbra, Roberto Molina, Seven of Nine, and our brand newest Media Dungeon subscriber, Tim Wilkinson. Hell yeah. Also, we just added another one. Only a couple people are on it, but we're looking to get more. It's the merch tier. For just $20 a month, I send you a motherfuck ton of merch. Like, I've already sent, like, $50 worth of merch to our two subscribers, Electric Baphomet and Joe DeVideo. Oh, shit. So, if you want, like, a bunch of fucking soy truck merch. video. Yeah. Pop, like, pop-up video? No. Su-su-studio. Oh, I thought it was you were going more for a pop-up video. That oh, would have yeah. made probably more sense. Oh, yeah. I guess it would be. Yeah, because yeah. he's you know, got video on his Pop-up video. Yeah. That was a good... I like that. Yeah, it was, that was a cool program. Yeah. It sucks that that doesn't exist anymore. It Unless was, it's on your black server! It's not on my Oh, okay. It should be. That was good. People could watch old uh, music videos from the 1990s. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for criticizing my server, Pat! Ah! Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks to all those people. And once again, that's uh, dumb... Uh, sorry, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Once again, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. BS stands for bullshit, but it also stands for botulism scare. It does. It really does. Yeah. I'm scared of botulism. How about you? Yeah. You know what else I was kind of scared for? Hmm. This week's episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Musical episodes are always like uh, uh, dangerous. Dangerous territory. For dangerous sure. territory. Um, so let's uh, let's jump right in. Yeah. So, uh, ooh, can you? Can, I wonder if the folks can hear that. You can hear the Blue Angels out there. Or I can just barely. Oh, yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, I hope that doesn't get in our podcast. Otherwise, I'm um, I'm gonna go down to the Air Force and uh, you know bomb them. They were passing over uh, my apartment. I'm like, not gonna non-stop. bomb the Air Force. That was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just a joke, just a goof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just passing by, and the, I couldn't hear the TV at all. Like they kept going back and forth. I'm like, cool. Well, neat. 
I love it. <laughs> that's when you go outside and jerk off to the pretty jets. Yeah. Uh-huh. You ever jerked off outside, like in public? No. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't lived, baby. You haven't lived at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we watched uh, Strange New Worlds this week, mm. episode nine of season two. This one's called Subspace Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, this was released on August 3rd, 2023. It was directed by a fellow named Dermont Downs, um, who's directed a good bit of TV before, but I think probably the reason they uh, got him is he's directed a bunch of music videos, Mm. uh, including uh, a very complex one for OK Go. You know how OK Mm. Go makes a real complex video? Yeah, I just saw they had a new one recently, like, where it was like... Yeah, I really don't care. It took, like, I think they were... It, it was like a, a Rube Goldberg machine. And so that's the one he directed. Oh, really? He did yeah, the yeah. Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, yeah, he did that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he also did um, Broken Home, the Papa Roach song. Did the video for that. Oh, nice. He did the videos for two Cypress Hill songs. Mm. And some country artists that I've never heard of. Cool. Yeah. And then this was written by uh, two returning writers uh, of, like, really fucking good episodes. Mm. Uh, we got Bill Wolkoff in his fifth episode. Uh, he wrote um, the the crossover episode, which was really good, mm. and uh, like Memento Mori and All Who Wander, se- several really good episodes. Mm-hmm. And we also have uh, Dana Horgan, which awesome last name. You you belong here. Yeah. Uh, who wrote uh, Ad Astra per Aspera, mm. which was the second uh, episode of the season, and one of my favorites this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So so good job to those writers. So. Let's travel into this episode. We start off on a communication officer's log. In the deep alpha quadrant, they found a subspace fold. Uh, Spock thinks he could use it to triple the speeds of subspace comms, but his experiments uh, use so much power, they have to use the old-fashioned comms. Una, about this time, calls uh, about Jim Kirk's arrival, and Chapel asks if Dr. Corby has uh, sent a message yet or if they've received a message from Dr. Corby. Mm. Yeah, what do you think Dr. Corby's all about? Uh, he's like Kirby. Really? I, I was thinking he was more like the band Corn. Mm. Maybe Corn mixed with Kirby. Mm. So like uh, like if, if Kirby breathed in Jonathan Davis and got like dreadlocks oh, and so maybe started he, smelling real bad. So maybe he couldn't just... Uh, he, he'd swallowed Jonathan Davis a long time ago uh-huh. and um, and he couldn't get him out, and so all he could eat was. Um, so, so he's just like Cor- Corby for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. Are you Kirby? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just constantly just uh, singing into phallic uh, microphones designed by H.R. Geiger and playing yeah. the bagpipes. Was that microphone stand designed by H.R. Geiger? It was. It, it may have been. I think it was also just maybe. It could have also just been H.R. Geiger inspired. Probably. It looks very H.R. Geiger inspired. Yeah. I, I, I don't think H.R. Geiger. I don't think Korn called up the fucking amazing queer artist H.R. Geiger. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> hey, we need you to do something for us. And he's like, you know, I'm iconic, but I, yeah, I will make your fucking mic sta- a mic stand for a guy with dreadlocks who raps. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like kind of re-listening to that one um, what was it Follow the Leader album mm-hmm. so I recently I was just like oh, I'll revisit this and I was like wow this aged terribly really it's so bad I think I think most of Korn's like Korn's first like four albums I think aged really well I like the first two I thought were good uh, 
Mm. Follow the leader. Uh, I don't know, like the 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 rap off that he has with Fred Durst. Oh, that's awful. That but that's that's probably, a hit, that's a hidden track. All is, in the family. Yeah, yeah. That's a really bad song. It's all in the family. <laughs> yeah. Just making gay jokes at each other. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's dated. It's it's very cringe. Is what very that very is. cringe. So anyway, back to the episode. Uh, in Pike's room, Battelle is trying to get him to go on a touristy vacation to Crevo. And he's very hesitant about it, saying that uh, maybe he can't really get time off now. Yeah. But uh, we know better. We know he can get time off whenever he wants. Yeah, it's like, come on, this is like the future. Yeah. Unlimited vacation time. Unlimited vacation time. Yeah. So... Next, we go to Laon, who meets Una in the transport room, where Jim Kirk is late. He hasn't beamed up yet. He's been visiting this ship a lot lately. He has. Um, That's why I was like a surprise. Like they're bringing him back again. He was just here. Yeah. But I mean, it, it makes sense because he's over on the uh, on Vitell ship, right? Uh no, the he's on the Farragut. The fer- but isn't oh so is Pike still uh, fleet commander? Or? Yeah. So he's in charge of the Farragut then. It's following yeah. them. Mm. Okay, so that makes sense why he's still mm. there. Okay. Um, so, uh, and also he's there for, like, a reason. He's there to shadow Una uh, because he's he wants to step into the, the first officer's role. Mm. And uh, apparently they have, like, a mentorship type thing where you shadow someone beforehand, which makes sense. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So uh, Una tells Laon she has an energy about her, and she delivers this line that is so weirdly written, but I am so glad they committed to it, because she pulls it off. She says, you came in hot, on fire, and it's making me sweat. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I was like, you know what, that was awesome. That mm-hmm. was like so like Broadway play weird yeah uh great delivery like, yeah very great yeah uh, 10 out of 10 no <laughs> notes god damn it fuck you blue angels oh, yeah, blue angels you again. dumb fucking sons of bitches wasting all that fucking fuel how much is this costing us <coughs> i have no idea i mean they do it every year yeah someone just needs to shoot one of them down one of these years <laughs> yeah. someone get a mortar or something come on it is super annoying mm-hmm yeah so uh, as i said kirk uh, jim kirk is there to shadow una he tells Laon she still owes him a drink, and she's all out of sorts, all hot and bothered. <laughs> if we remember uh, earlier in the season, episode four, four mm-hmm. I think, uh, she traveled back in time, uh, but in an alternate timeline, and accidentally got uh, another Jim Kirk killed, which made me wonder. So Laon comes onto their ship, goes into a ready room with Jim Kirk in that alternate reality, and he just disappears forever. Because mm-hmm. he, he goes and dies in the past. Yeah. Which, like, I want to I wanna watch that Star Trek where Jim Kirk just disappears and they never see him again one day. Like Star Trek without William Shatner? Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Cap- Captain Spock, baby. Captain Spock. Captain Spock. Or Captain Una. Who cares? Captain Spock. Do, 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 do. Captain Spock. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Let's not do that. Um... <laughs> So next we go over to Chapel, and uh, it's revealed that she got the fellowship with Dr. Corby over thousands of other applicants. Wow. Yeah, only five people admitted each year. Uh-huh, out of thousands of applicants. So it's like a Ivy League school, and she gets in because her dad went there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. So uh, she says she should talk to Spock, but then doesn't. Mm-hmm. Very professional. 
Yeah, like also, yeah, it's kind of shitty. Yeah, it is because they're kind of in a relationship situationship thing here. A situationship. Yeah, a spocuationship that doesn't work at all. Um, but yeah, it's it's I don't know. The communication here isn't stellar. No, they they, they really like um like speed run their entire relationship. It seems they really did. Like speed, they, I mean, they did they Spapple would, in four episodes. I think. Yeah, they did like the whole honeymoon phase, mm -hmm. and then like, and then like, okay, it's complicated. Okay, and now we're just like not talking. And like. yeah, we didn't even get to see him fuck, man. No. <laughs> It was too tasteful. They treated, they treated the relationship too tastefully. Yeah, we, we've gotten closer to seeing Laon and Kirk fuck. Yeah. Even in this episode than we ever do with Chapel and Spock, which I'm like, you're really going to like not let us see the two of the sexiest people on the show like half naked, you idiot sons of bitches. What yeah, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I wonder what... Uh, maybe it, it could just because there's like the weird reverence around Spock and people don't want they've to shown him shirtless yeah before. yeah they did show him we've like, seen his with, titties with, we uh, love his titties with uh to pring they did show like mm -hmm. like them post coitus yeah there's so there's there's no boundaries here that they'd be breaking but but i wonder if it's because that's more like um you know canon a more canon thing that you know because that was his uh, this is canon now this is a canon show yeah, this know, is star trek but it's just like but it's like something that was in the past and the uh, established in the original series where it's like i think like in the original series like it was always hinted that chapel and stop Spock. stop apologizing for them not showing these two I, having oh, that, sex no, I'm i am not okay i'm with not this. apologizing for it. I'm yeah, just like, yes I'm just, you are I'm, I'm you most certainly are I'm you're i'm speculating you're, as to why they may have not shown it like i would no good reason there, there's no good reason no good reason but like i'm just i'm just trying to get into their mind their mindset unless one of them like has terrible i mean unless like chapel has terrible body dysmorphia and she like refuses to be like unclothed at all they really really missed a mark here yeah now we'll never see them shirtless together doing doing things you think she's gonna leave at the end of this se season um maybe we'll, mm. we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk about that maybe uh maybe in another podcast we record today mm -hmm. so over with spock and ahura they're experimenting on the subspace fold to speed up communication systems ahura starts humming and pelia suggests sending music through the fold in order to communicate via fundamental harmonics, and uh, <coughs> I like just laughed here because I was like, "This is in a, this is already absurd." Like, the, I, I like this episode, but I will say the premise is absurd. Uh, I thought I kind of I thought I kind of understood because like you know like m music is mathematics, and so it's like mm -hmm. it, like it's like we we like in the Voyager probe we sent music. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it kind of made sense. Mm, as a musician, I disagree. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this this really doesn't make any sense. Like because everything has harmonics. Yeah. Like and like, why would this thing like respond to people singing in English and playing Western music specifically? Well, I think because be this is very this is very western centric like giving, this is a broadway show you're giving you're giving like music forms a pattern it has but but it has, but it has well, hold, hold on with me why are they all doing a broadway type musical when they're from all different cultures like is is western music the only thing that survived the eugenics war well they let um what's her face choose they let you choose she chose the music and she chose musicals 
but it says it, it, it's going by the rules of musical. That's, I mean, I don't think she chose it. It's, mm. it's just something that's happening. So this, this premise is fundamentally absurd. Yeah. I mean, it gets more absurd as it goes along, but like it starts here with maybe you should try to sing to the fucking thing. And they've already done the singing to the thing on like one of the first episodes yeah. of the series. Yeah, they did. Which I was like, you've already like crossed that bridge. Are we really going to have to do this again? And mm -hmm. we do. We do have to do this again. So... <laughs> Ahura uh, sends the song Anything Goes into the, the fold, and she's like, let's see how it likes the great American songbook. I'm like, is everything here entirely Western-centric? Like, <laughs> just fucking, I don't know, play a Indian raga or something. Like, something that's not incredibly, incredibly white. That's true, because they, I mean, they, you know, they chose a lot of this stuff because, yeah, it's royalty-free. Yeah. It's, like, in the public domain. And it's like, yeah, but so is, like, as you said, like, yeah, some, in, like, an Indian song. Yeah, Indian something. ragas and stuff are, like, hundreds of years old. Yeah, like, they're no, all public no, domain. There's no uh, cr uh, claim on the... On the um, it's you know it's it's been public domain for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So, I've got some gripes with uh, the very specific musical direction they chose here, especially since like none of the songs even really had any influence outside of Western music. Mm. Like this was very specifically a like a New York Broadway type musical thing. I mean, you know who else loves Gilbert and Sullivan? Data. That's that's true. Uh, I was like, I was like, damn, they really love that Gilbert and Sullivan, and then Star yeah. Trek. I mean, like, well, that's the thing, and and that's the thing that's bothered me about Star Trek Forever is they only ever reference like Western and European media. Yeah. Ever, ever, and it sucks. You know, whatever. So, um, Ahura sends anything goes into the fold, and it sends out a giant shockwave that encompasses the entire ship, and goes through everybody's body. So. Next, Uhura asks Spock what's happening, and we get our first full cast song um, called, uh, I think, Station Report or something like that? Status Report. Yeah. Uh, I thought they should have called it the most confounding thing, though, because they keep on saying uh, yeah. something like, this, it, yeah, the, most oh, uh, yeah. the most confounding thing. And uh, everybody wonders why they're singing. Yeah. And they, they actually sing, like, why are we singing? Uh, I do like uh, the look that... Um, uh, and Binga and Chapel kind of share with each other because they're like, they're like, they're saying the words, you know, mm -hmm. and then like walking with each other and then like yeah. give each other a look like. And <laughs> the two of them have a verse together and they do a ton of harmonies and they're all great. Mm -hmm. um, I, know, I know some of this, I mean, especially like Chapel is very much pitch shifted and like auto tuned, and a lot of people on here are. I'm pretty sure yeah. actually everybody is, but uh, there's some. Yeah, because there's, there's, like there's only a couple professional singers. Yeah, for the, sure. the only three who I was like, oh, they're not, I mean, there's actually like nuance in their voice and they're not being like incredibly pitch shifted uh, were Christina Chong, Lawn, mm -hmm. uh, Celia Rose Gooding, mm -hmm. um, who's her, uh, and then uh, Rebecca Romaine, Una. Yeah. Like the three of them actually have pretty nice voices, I think. Yeah, and they're, they seem to be doing the bulk of the singing. Um, yeah, also, uh, Spock does actually a pretty Spock, good job, yeah, too. Spock did a good job. I'm yeah. not sure how much it was pitch shifted. If, if he wasn't pitch shifted that much, he actually did some very impressive jumps in his song. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that, so. Oh, yeah, and I guess, like, the, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm guessing, like, uh, the Klingon was also pitch shifted, like, because he was kind of. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, no, he, he was, was very. He, he was doing a very different, uh, more yeah, modern style of yeah, music. <laughs> yeah, so. Um. So this this first song, uh, Status Report, or yeah, was actually very good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It it like sold me on the concept immediately. Like everyone in here has obviously done musical theater before. Some mm. are better than others, uh, but it's a great first song. Yeah, really liked it. 
And then uh, we get the opening credits. Did you notice anything about the opening credits? They were, it was all done acapella. Well, not acapella necessarily, because yeah. they still had like a lot of rhythm section mm. stuff. But yeah, it was a lot of voices and stuff, yeah. which they're, was pretty cool. The voices were doing the, um, the, uh, doing, the noi- doing the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fucking cool. Mm. It really was very well done. Yeah. Um, so we go back to the ready room and Spike, uh, Spike, Pike <laughs> says, so that happened. Yeah. I and, was like, oh no. And I, I looked at the gun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I looked at the gun. It sucked. It was. It made me, cause I think last week I referenced the fact that like, I was like, oh yeah, I love music episodes. Like the, like once more with feeling the yeah. Buffy the Vampire episode. Did they is, actually say, so that happened in that episode? Oh, uh, but it's a Josh Whedon. Thing, so I know, I know, the, and so I'm wondering if if they did it as an homage to mm, that episode. Maybe. Have you? I, I started rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer last night. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I like. I ha- it says right here, it sucks. <laughs> 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 I have it in my notes. Uh, so. The whole ship uh, reports singing, and Spock says a quantum uncertainty field is making them sing. Mm. The field is acting like a zipper for the universe, which is exactly what I saw the first time I took Salvia. Mm. Yeah, it was. I looked up in the night sky, and uh, the universe, there was a giant zipper coming towards my head, and I realized my head was a notch in the zipper, and existence was all over when it unzipped. Mm. And so I ran from it. Damn. Almost ran through a plate glass then window. And you started singing all your feelings. Yes. And then I was like, you know what I feel? I feel the most confounding thing. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I didn't. I, I was probably like, <laughs> Speaking in a language you just created but have known for centuries. Yes. Yes. The, the deep esoteric knowledge. Yeah. So uh, we go back to the bridge, and Spock sees Chapel got a calm from Dr. Colby and tries to ask about it, but her is like, uh, yeah, I don't read a personal communication. Uh, you know. That was, I did the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to go down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we've got. Uh... Thank you. Yeah, you don't, not the up though, because the up is like boner sound. Bad up is the boner. Up is the boner. Down is, <laughs> you failed. You failed bad. So we go over to Jim Kirk, who is shadowing Una in a Jeffries tube. And uh, they're talking about like, basically like mentoring and like mm. taking advice from people who know what's going on and stuff like that. Uh, and then Una starts singing about how uh, he should pay attention to her. They realize the singing makes them confess things they would not otherwise say. And they dance too, which doesn't really make sense in this context at all, but it is fun. Yeah, that's the thing they don't really compliment on is the fact that not only are they singing, they're also dancing. Yes, there's there's a couple things here that I was like, okay, so this could make sense, but they're not like fleshing it out enough. Instead, they're giving too much time to the slow numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a there was some 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 uh, songs I felt went on way too long. Absolutely, there yeah. was there was like two songs that were just like you, they could have cut them and no one would have cared. In fact, everyone would have been happier. Yeah, I actually started looking at my phone at one point. Like during yeah. one song, I was just like, "Okay, I'm not really getting this." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kirk is actually pretty good at this. I thought. Yeah. I mean, Una it pro- pretty much goes without saying is very good at this because Rebecca Romaine is just good at stuff. Yeah, uh, Rebecca Romaine's good at everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Kirk actually surprised me here, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? 
Not bad. Not bad, yeah. feller. You have to imagine, like, a lot of these people probably did, like, were, like, made themselves into triple threats, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, you a lot of times you don't really bust into acting until, you know, you've been doing acting on a much smaller scale for years and years, and a big part of that is being in musicals. Yeah. I've been in three musicals. Damn. Yeah. And that was all <laughs> when I was a teenager. Wow. Yeah. I've only sang along with musical theater. <laughs> before they ask you to leave. Yeah, before they ask <laughs> sir, you to leave. Sir, you can't sing memories that loud. This is Phantom of the Opera. Uh, it's not even in this play. Actually, my favorite is Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh-huh. I love Jesus Christ Superstar. I, I saw um, I saw uh, when it came, was they doing a touring show, and it had Ted Neely from the original movie reprising his role as Jesus as like a 60-something-year-old man, uh -huh. which is very interesting. They crucified him at the end. Like, actually cool yeah. it's pretty cool it's like one of my least favorite musicals really yeah i think the only thing i find like objectively worse is like um uh fucking joseph and the magic technicolor Dreamcoat. Mm. hate it yeah which is weird because I, I like a ton of fucking like andrew lloyd weber you know i love cats love phantom mm -hmm. fucking hate that shit yeah yeah so um Lawn is uh, watching Kirk and she's watching Luna. very creepily. She is. She's like hiding behind things and watching and like sneaking. She, she, be she creeping. She looks, she looks like Gollum. She do be Gollum. <laughs> she, but but like, we, we know Kirk is her precious. Yeah. I was just like, okay, you can stop being so fucking weird right now, Lon. Like, no, she refuses to stop being weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's watching all this and realizes she might sing her feelings for Jim Kirk to yeah. him, which is a bad scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's actually worse. There's, I got a worst case scenario for you. How about a four minute long song about how she might sing to Jim Kirk about her feelings? I'll say, I'll say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That song is. That's so exactly long. what happens. She does a, a four minute long song called uh, How Would That Feel? And it, it I mean,. The the song sounds exactly like the title. Yeah, it's it's like it's three choruses too long. Yeah, she just keeps is. going. I don't, there were several p points in the song. I thought it was over, and it just kept going. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, okay, and it's like, and Christiane Chong, I, she's a good singer. She's a good singer. She's a very good singer. They gave her the worst numbers in this, though. Yeah, because you think like, okay, they probably when making it, look, they're like, okay, well, you know, our we we should feature our strongest singers and like these songs, mm -hmm. but then they don't even give her the good ones. No, no, her and yeah, was, like, like I thought, a Christine Chapel song was it was way more fun and oh yeah, it was way more upbeat and 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 it was and it was more more interesting song wise. But, but she also like obviously doesn't have nearly as good of a voice as no. like Christina Chong. No, yeah, yeah, she has more of a smoky, sultry type voice, and that I thought yeah. was really good. Yeah, and, she, uh, her her voice isn't bad for sure, but yeah, yeah she's definitely doesn't have the range of mm -hmm. several people on here. She just got stuck with a, a fun song. She got yeah, she got the fun song, mm -hmm. and then they give like the most boring grueling song to what the who's probably arguably like you know her and um cecilia are probably the best singers that they had on mm -hmm. uh and part of the, part it's of the a, cast it's a celia 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 and uh they're they're probably like the strongest singers and mm -hmm. and i i uh, you had a really good song like she gets really oh yeah yeah her, her voice is lovely at the yeah. yeah her song is excellent yeah and, and her song feels like super written like yes. it, it like someone spent some time on that whereas like <laughs> 
fucking long song it, it just feels like verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus mm-hmm. verse chorus verse chorus yeah and it just keeps going yeah i was just yeah yeah they could have they should have like gave her something better material and that i think mm-hmm. she would have hit it out of the park if they gave her something like that was much more yeah uh, honestly they really should have had her do the confession song to jim kirk and it mm-hmm. should have been something more upbeat more about how like she's singing this intentionally to him and she's putting herself in this situation because otherwise she's gonna like yeah lose it yeah yeah but you know what do i know (laughs) i just run a dumbass podcast (laughs) uh so uh that that happened so that happened. So that happened. Shut I up. know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> she, I know. When she brought out the watch and everything, I was just like, okay, I get it. We get it. Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah, she brought out the watch and then she put it back all within the same song. Yeah. And I was, I was like, yeah, and, and the, song, the song could have literally been half as long. Yeah, 100%. And, and it could have been half as long and just been been just as effective. It would have been much more effective because yeah. I wouldn't have fallen asleep <laughs> in the second half. Like. Yeah, like, it would have been way more effective. And we, we, we get the point. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. You're secretly in love with him. Mm-hmm. You're but terrified of revealing they, your feelings. They keep talking about that all over this episode. And I'm like, did we really need... Because I, I think that's also the biggest problem with this episode is basically the focal point of the episode is on confessing to Kirk. Yes. Which the actual confession part is actually a really good scene. Yeah. But everything else surrounding it sucks. Yeah, and it's also not like they haven't been teasing this. Like this has been like a known thing, right? Throughout this, that they've been uh, like a like a line they've been like carrying through multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like we they already, literally had a full episode about it. Yeah, we already know that she's secretly in love with him, mm-hmm. and and yeah, we like we understand. That's why yeah, that 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 song should have been half as long because we already as we as viewers who have been watching every single episode already are, are already keyed into all to all of her intentions mm-hmm. and all of her fears around this yeah so like we're not and and songs and musicals are meant to to give you new information yes 100%. And, and, all, and all of this stuff has been well-tread territory so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah not a not a huge fan of that one that was yeah. a miss that yeah she, a miss. Like, as being as she is such a good singer she could have she should have been featured in a much more better song yeah 100 percent. so uh, Lawn tells Pike, um, so we, we go over to Lawn, and uh, she tells Pike that people sing from this anomaly when their emotions are heightened, and uh, it's a security threat because of mm. that. Which, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It is definitely a security threat if, if people do that. So next we have uh, Ahura and Spock. Uh, <coughs> they're back in... Um, back in engineering and have a plan to shut down the fold and the Kirk bros have a fun little spat here. I do I I that's a thing like I love the dynamic between um between the Kirk brothers. Uh, I was I was talking about this yesterday like I want like a buddy cop show with the two of them like <laughs> yeah. a prequel show or something. Yeah, they have they have way more fun together and I like they, they I, have more chem- he has more chemistry with with Sam Kirk than he does with Laon. <laughs> yeah, which is does. not a good thing cuz Laon's supposed to be like kind of a romantic interest. There. Yeah, and it's just like okay, like two two brothers who just like fuck with each other like mm-hmm. that's 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 way more fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And and they both have the dynamic down. I feel like they've both been brothers. 
yeah, they, they look alike. They do look alike, which yep. is very funny. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, and they have that sort of camaraderie where it's just like, okay, yeah, these guys seem like they've lived together before. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just like. That's why I think Sam Kirk should be in it more anyway. Yeah, he's I, he's a good actor, and yeah. I, I find him very fun. Yeah, it's, he's a very fun character, and yeah. like he's good like uh, comic relief, mm -hmm. and just like you know, he's 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 a goofy guy. I yeah, I like. I don't I don't feel like we need to platform like any more white males, but he's. <laughs> He's he's good in his role. Yeah, like he's good being the background reacting to things, mm -hmm. or just like just you know, saying funny quips. Being yeah, the the doofus with a mustache. The doofus guy. with a mustache. Yeah, he's. I wonder. Oh 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 oh, 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 oh this one right oh, here. Oh, this no. one right here, everybody. <laughs> Put it on the board. <laughs> um. So, uh, the or the fold. So they decide to shoot the fold, and they do, and it closes. But then it uncloses like my pants. <laughs> yeah, they're zipping it up, and then it's like, nope, not done yet. Yep, and then it zips right back down, baby. I do I'm like I, I, I do like like they're just uh, it is funny like them being like it looks like a zipper. You think we could zip it back up? Okay, and it's just like just like counting that it does works in the same right, kind of right. physics that that um, that a zipper does just because they look similar. God, at this point. I feel like in the future we're gonna become post-zipper at some point. There's got to be a better way than zippers. If you've ever gotten your dick caught in a zipper, I have. Then you know there's got to be a better way than zippers. There has to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> you know what it is? Sweatpants. Yeah. The future is sweatpants, baby. I agree. Got like I, um, in my uh, my brother group chat. Yeah, my friend David's also in. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, they were saying like David was saying like, oh yeah, like. I work from home. Mm -hmm. I just wear sweatpants. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, you can't wear sweatpants at your job. I guess they'd probably they burn holes through. They would catch fire, yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah, I can only wear... You um, should get some flame-retardant sweatpants. <laughs> I should. I should try to find some of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was in welding school, one of my welding teacher's favorite stories is like a girl showed up in yoga pants, mm -hmm. and he was just like, uh, no, those are actually extremely favorable. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, and then she's like, just took them off right in front of him. And she's like, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa stop. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, it was just funny, like showing up in yoga pants and... It was the same thing. I, I get burned nonstop just through natural fabrics anyway, so. Bummer. Yeah. Good old fire factory. Fire factory. So next, uh, they're up on the bridge in the Cayuga Calls, and Battelle uh, and Pike break out into song and have a talk about their relationship and their canceled vacation in front of the entire crew. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do, I do like. This, this, was, this was really fun. This was a fun song, and then La'on walks over to the comms and turns it off which was a great moment of comic relief I yeah thought. it was it was excellent I, d I do like how the actors play it like they're singing against their will yeah I, yeah. I thought they did a really good job yeah, with they, that. They, like like they keep on singing like why are we singing <laughs> it's it's very fun yeah and Pike's trying to stop himself but he's compelled to sing his feelings because he's in and is, is uh their world is uh under musical rules so mm. he has to yeah yeah it's, it's very fun indeed so um, yeah, this song was super fun. In general, mm -hmm. I feel like the duets and the chorus songs are mm -hmm. the strongest songs on here. Yeah. The solo songs are generally much weaker. Yeah. There's a couple except good for, solo songs. Except for Yuhura's. Uhura's, and I also thought po uh, Box like, really succeeded based on the cleverness of the songwriting. Yeah. Like, the actual lyrics to it, like when 
when it came to the end of the song and it kind of revealed Howard that they were playing with the lyrics, like I was like, you know what? Whoever wrote those lyrics is fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like very clever shit. So um, after the song, the crew realize the fold and the singing is spreading to the entire fleet mm-hmm. and uh, even into Klingon space as well. It would be fun if they were just like, you know what? It's not that bad. Yeah, you know what? I kind of like uh, I kind of like being on Broadway. Yeah, it, I think it would actually lead see my name in the lights. I think it would lead to a much more open society because then, yeah, then like you know, places like uh, Section Thirty One couldn't exist. But but then there'd be like Barclay who, who just has a song like, "I wanna fuck, I 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 wanna fuck." I have to go jerk off now. <laughs> I'm going to my my program that I designed with all your faces. I'm going to jerk off to them. Uh, <laughs> gets to Jordy's song. I'm secretly watching you when you least expect it. I'm watching you in the sonic shower. I have all the power. I'm watching you. <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, oh uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so that just happened. <laughs> um, so... Next, Ahura posits that they're in a musical reality and following the rules of musicals, which is which is the real crux of the absurdity of this episode. Yeah, like I I could I could understand it if like something made them sing, but now the fact that they have to follow the rules of Western Broadway musicals is objectively absurd. Yeah, it's very crazy. That's, yeah. that's why I liked in uh, the Buffy episode it was like a demon mm-hmm. that spelled doing it and that and so that so yeah, and, but this is like okay, so there is like uh and the and the whole span of multiverses or whatever mm-hmm. there's like a, a universe where people are compelled to sing. Yeah. Yeah, the like, Broadway verse. That's why I thought initially it was going to be like they were going to communicate with some like like higher like intelligence mm-hmm. and they and since broadcasting the musical to the intelligence and then like and its way of communicating was to then like make everyone do that and that's and that's kind of like just like a way of it like enforcing its will and just like and mm-hmm. trying to understand like the people the uh the enterprise right 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 yeah it's just like okay well that's that's the way they communicate i'm going to communicate back so that, that could that could kind of make sense yeah still would be fairly absurd but it would I, be absurd i mean i, I mean the I whole concept is absurd. yeah I, I don't think there's any <laughs> way you could have done this like like they did it without it being absolutely absurd especially with like the the dancing and stuff yeah, like if it was just singing, I they, could they don't see comment them. on the they don't comment on the dancing at all. They whatever. never talk about the dancing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like okay, well, how do we all know this choreographed dance? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, knowing all the all the words to a to a song is also equally as absurd. But then also mm-hmm. like having like a bespoke dance dance yeah. pattern. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's something else. Something like, else. Fully something else. fully choreographed. Yeah, um, fully choreographed. So. Uh, her says that uh, singing when their emotions are so heightened, uh, the words don't, or sorry, Una, Una suggests that they sing uh, when their emotions are so heightened that words don't make sense, mm. just like in musicals. Yeah. Okay. I said this would probably have been a good Q episode. Honestly, the, yeah, yeah. If they had a, a higher intelligence that made them do this, that would actually be fun and absurd, I think. Yeah. Like, like a Trelane episode where, yeah. like, Trelane is like, I have my magical piano! <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. it brought in Satan. Like, they, 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, fucking um, uh, Lu- Lucian. Lucian, yeah. Lucian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. God, I hope they bring him back. That'd be so fucking sick. It would have been fun if they did have like John Delancey be Q, and then like he just erased everyone's memories of being uh, that they met Q in the first place. That could be fun. Yeah. And then he makes them sing. Because we have John Delancey, why not? Yeah. So. He's yeah. <laughs> he's like super musical theater. Yeah. He's like um, like a Tim Curry light almost. Do you think Robert Picardo watched watch this episode and was like banging his fist? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he was like, it was my time! <laughs> I mean, I, do gl- I was glad on Voyager they gave like as many opportunities as they could find to give Robert Picardo a reason to sing. I, I feel like it, at some points, like there were at least like two or three episodes where they just had half of a script and they threw it at Robert Picardo and said, "Do your magic." Do your magic. And he was like, "I've got a one-man show I can do." And yeah. I love him. He's yeah, great. me too. He's he's my he's should, my favorite part of Voyager. They should have brought him in at some point. Yeah, I mean, they still can. He's the yeah. fucking EMH. He's yeah. universal, baby. He's universal, but it's past though. So. Yeah. But yeah, well, they could have brought maybe like. Uh, the ancestor of the guy who made him. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I. I'm attempting to bring him uh, into Star Trek Legacy with my unsolicited mm. script. Oh, I included him in there. Hell's yeah! Because he is like one of my favorite things, mm. and him, him and Seven together is amazing. It is, amazing. and they need to be back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a good straight person to. Uh, to she. To she's a lesbian. Oh, I meant like you know. No, you did comedic comedically. No, she's, you know, straight woman. <clears throat> she's not a straight woman. No, she's not. But she's a straight woman. <laughs> <laughs> Catch my drift. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Spock suggests uh, that testing, blasting the fold with antimatter. So he, he posits that maybe if they blast some antimatter at the fold, that it'll actually like disintegrate and uh, they can get on with their business. But they need to test it in a controlled environment first. Mm. So next, uh, we go back to La'an, uh, who's with Una in <coughs> Una's ready room, and La'an tells Una about her feelings for Jim Kirk, and Una has a slow song about just telling him before it becomes a song, and about keeping secrets inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is called, like, Keeping Secrets or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called Keeping Secrets. I thought this was the weakest song in the entire episode. Yeah. I thought the on song was hard to get through, but at least it had some moments and some good singing moments. This was just pretty bad. I actually think there probably should have been more dancing, honestly, mm-hmm. because that I I think like dancing and some that's sort of like that's true, especially like on the slower stuff. Like on yeah. the slower solo stuff, no one ever dances. Yeah. Which like is you, weird. you use something interesting to look at because like that's part of musical theater is also the visuals Mm -hmm. and just giving like something interesting happening along with the song would have like elevated the material you know what they should have done with laon is uh she should have brought out a vibrator (laughs) and just just pounded puss you know (laughs) if she opens up her drawer and there's like there's like there's the the watch watch, and then then the vibrator and and she she pulls the vibrator she goes she goes to grab the vibrator but then she goes to the watch and like <laughs> and it's a vibrating watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just something to zhuzh up the the, uh, the 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 song a bit. Just like some you know some dancing, yeah. some sort of like you know maybe they're they're transported to to like a field and they're singing or something. Just like something something interesting. Yeah, yeah. This this was pretty weak here. I didn't I yeah. didn't love this. It was just them like standing and Una yes. was singing at her. Yes. Even though I feel like. Uh, 
like Laon maybe should have been the one with more heightened emotions. That's another thing I didn't get here is like Laon was like being a just like a a, a counselor and a boss here. Yeah. And she, her emotions should not have been heightened, and, but she goes and sings a song. Yeah, that's true. And they, they just explained this whole thing. She just explained this whole thing, and she's kind of breaking the rules of it. And that, and that does show, yeah, like like the fact that like. Um, the uh, the lawn song where she you know with the watch mm-hmm. and this song are the weakest is because like there's nothing for the characters to do no there's besides, nothing for the characters to do sing. and it doesn't further the story at all I mean they either do, time they do kind of like float around mm. they do the they gravity. walk yeah they, they walk and like they, hold a pad and stuff they do, oh, they do the they, they oh yeah yeah the gra- that's right yeah she, she she turns off the gravity for who knows why. But that, and I feel that could have like done some more fun things where they're like soaring through the air and like and then people and, drop and like get and, hurt and doing yeah doing like choreography like like mm-hmm. some more choreography and so they just kind of like float out, float around yeah like, or if like choreography choreograph or or if you chore- uh, well choreography Choreo- yeah, or if you like suddenly see Laon's vibrator just floating <laughs> up <laughs> and she like quickly bats it she's away. like no 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 she bats it and it just flies into Jim Kirk's face <laughs> and he's like what the fuck he's like what the what <laughs> It's <laughs> like choking to death the on it. Most confounding thing. <laughs> Turns vibrating his head, like going all over the place. <laughs> um. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was that was the best use of a personal massager on a <laughs> podcast I've ever heard personally. Ooh, I'm Galgo over here. What's up? <laughs> um, so next we go to Laon and Jim Kirk, who are working together, and uh, they capture some of the particles from the uh, the fold and transport them to engineering for the controlled testing. Suddenly, it's like the ship is hit. The ship is rocked. Uh, the test explosion went very poorly, and they can't use the antimatter to close the fold without blowing motherfucking everything up. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, that's out. <laughs> so uh, next they're hailed by a, a Klingon general who tells them he's fond, uh, he's found a subspace fold and intends to fire on it, um, which would be incredibly disastrous. Yes. And, uh, I also- do like how he calls it, like... We are going to destroy destroy the source of our dishonor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like implying, like, oh, the, this has been the, making the, them like sing and do yes. really embarrassing things. And a uh, uh, fun note: uh, Did you recognize this Klingon? No. It's played by Bruce Horak, who played Hammer. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I I didn't either while watching the episode, but mm. uh, someone on the chat uh, mentioned it, and I was like, no fucking way. Oh, that's good. They brought him back. Yeah, yeah. Really, really happy to see Hammer. Yeah. In anything. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he killed it in this role. Like, it was really funny. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, we'll, we'll get into it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we go to the ready room, and uh, Pike says the Klingons will be there in two hours. Laon has a tactical strategy that will require teaming up with Jim Kirk once again. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And he's uh, Kirk's like, uh, oh, we're teaming up again. I like that. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. He, yeah, yeah. He wants he wants to uh, suck clit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Uh, so Pike asks Spock for a new solution, and Spock says, you know, whiskey is technically a solution. And Pike says, I'll drink to that, and they get plowed, <laughs> plowed. No, not really. That'd be cool though. And then there's uh, and then one. Um, uh, ensign that we barely see, who's like whose name is um, Adolfa Hitler. Mm-hmm. She's actually the um, 
the direct uh, descendant of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And she goes, I have a final solution. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, me and Lon, we talk all the time about being like the descendants of, uh, of, of famous uh, murderous dictators. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but you know, I they're still. lesbians together, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be an awesome thing. Yeah. yeah. And I have a final solution. <laughs> okay. That's enough of that one. <laughs> so Spock suggests uh, using song itself to close the riff and wonders uh, how to will a song into existence in order to study it. And Ahura points to Chapel celebrating her fellowship in the bar and says, that might work. Yeah. Yeah. And so next we get a chapel song <coughs> about how she's ready to go and it feels liberating for her. Yes. Uh, which is a very fun, kind of like smoky, upbeat, loungy thing. Yeah. She, it, very like crooner type thing. Yeah, she, yeah she's the driving crooner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, she, yeah, and, and like, like when we were saying, like, and this is also like a fun segment to watch because mm-hmm. there's, cor- uh, there's dancing. Mm-hmm. There is like there's multiple people involved. There's like other there's like you know you have Yuhura, like she's partaking, but she's also like taking you know she's taking the the. the you, you know stuff. what it is? It feels like a music. video. It feels like a music video. Whereas yeah. like the ones that don't feel like a music video aren't fun to watch at all. No, it's just yeah, just watching them just like, sing and then just like just like shot reverse shot yeah, of like, like two characters. It's just like there's yeah. Even even though I liked a her song a lot, I didn't love watching it just yeah. because it there it wasn't there wasn't anything to watch. It wasn't visually interesting. Exactly. And um, meanwhile, Christine Chapel's like is fire uh, song is firing all cylinders. It mm-hmm. has a room full of drunk people all participating in the song. There's yeah. like there's different like little like, although Spock doesn't get a part in it, which kind of sucks. Yeah, Spock just sits there and, and broods because yeah. <laughs> he's like watching her like be like, guess what? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna fucking. But his leave emotions you. would be really heightened at that point. I don't get why he's not fucking singing. That's true. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, but I really like this chapel song. It yeah, was, chapel song rocks. Yeah, it was called um, uh, "I'm Ready." Mm. Yeah, I'm ready. Indeed. Are you ready? Yes, exactly. Going back to corn. <laughs> yeah, that'd uh, been funny if like some of the songs were like, like uh, like new metal song. Yeah, new metal songs. That'd oh. be funny. P- Pike going. <laughs> like crap, we're in the new metal universe. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Not again. So we had to travel back to the early 2000s. <laughs> we were already there, and it sucked. Everything smelled like shit. <laughs> um, they just have some guy with like really long shorts playing playing a bass, like <laughs> <laughs> just just Peanut from 311. Let's just be peanut, honest. Yeah, Peanut from 311 and Fieldy. Like all, yeah. all all the like all the all the all the. Um, Basis from all the different new metal. Sam groups. Rivers from yeah. Biscuit. Yeah, they were. They all. They all formed like some sort of super super group that mm-hmm. became immortals and then like now influence people and make them sing. I'd watch this version of the the, the Base Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. Next, uh, we go to Laon and Kirk, who are working on the thing together, and she shares her feelings, which was actually uh, a pretty good scene. Yeah, I like um, that. Uh, and he's very flattered, and he wants to do it. However, he just got Carol Marcus pregnant with David, I assume. <laughs> and so here's the thing I'm wondering about, because like Kirk doesn't know about David in The Wrath of Khan, really. Mm. Like He's like surprised to have a kid. But here he knows he gets Carol Marcus pregnant, so I don't know if this is a retcon or what they're doing with this. Mm. 
I'm, I'm kind of confused, and I hope they don't do a retcon because they really don't need to. But uh, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, and but yeah, yeah. Did he know about David? I don't think so. I don't. Mm. I don't think he really knew about him. Mm. He yeah, because he was like surprised, like yeah, to have a son. Yeah, he was like what? Yeah, he he did the Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, and I do like how they're establishing that now because yeah, that would be the same like the timeline for david and their ages and stuff yeah it does make sense so like i, I do like that because yeah, at least on on the timelines yeah so uh next we find a hurry in spock back in engineering and um spock just starts singing uh and he sings about being the x yes like basically about chapel dumping him yeah and also being the x yes yeah the measurement. so yeah what they do is they they talk about algebraic variables yeah and he like talks about like the why in in the way they do that they frame it as both the y the variable but the w h y and then they frame him as the both the x but also the variable x mm. so i thought the fucking writing on the song was incredibly clever some somebody who majored in both math and music there's no <laughs> such thing as that no no, no the was, one guy yeah <laughs> this, uh, a real oppenheimer yeah the, yeah he oppenheimered it mm-hmm, yeah um so I thought this song was pretty good though altogether. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't visually that interesting, and it no. I, I thought it was dragged a little bit by the fact that they have another musical number in the exact same location directly after this. Mm. And I was like, at least like change venues or something. But yeah, also there's no, um, uh, you know, where they uh, bring back a pre a song. They sang previously and just and and re. There is no reprise. Yeah, there's no reprise. There's no reprise or full chorus really, which sucks. Which which I think like a reprise would have made a lot of sense and like Mm. in this like because like at least like first song yeah have still a it's a confounding thing still yeah like like have yeah like redo that but then like in a more positive note at the end Mm -hmm. and like and just like how like they were confounded by changing yeah they were confounded by it but now it's like now it's like something that they're using to their strength or whatever but Mm -hmm. yeah there's no but there but like that's and i feel that's like a common thing used in musicals they don't do it yeah very true uh, but i do but there you know and even like um with like him singing that one song and then like directly leading into um yahura's like i you know there it, it's compl- two completely different songs she doesn't mm-hmm. like do a continuation of true true but, yeah so next we get ahura's solo number um Finally, because this entire episode, I'm like, they haven't used a her like at all, and I've no. I've heard her sing before, and she's magical. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they doing? Um, so they finally use her, and she is, as expected, absolutely gorgeous voice. Yes. Um, the song is about how she feels alone, but by the end of the song, she comes to terms with being alone, and she calls it going solo, mm-hmm. Han Solo, <laughs> Hand Solo, if you know what I mean. Hell's yeah. She's gonna rub one out. Um, so Ahura has it uh, figured out now, and she goes to the bridge and tells Pike uh, they need to surge power to close the fold. I've uh, surged power to close the fold before, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and the only way to do that is to get everybody on board to sing. Mm-hmm. So Pike thinks Ahura is the one on the ship to inspire such emotions to get everyone to sing. So next, uh, Ahura addresses the whole ship and does a rousing full chorus song about teamwork, but it's interrupted by the Klingons, mm. 
who break out into a hip hop song <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like I've watched it like five times now. It is truly a delight. They have fucking like Klingons dancing with mat lefts and stuff. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. And I and I love how you know I get that now you know it's Bruce Horick. I love mm. how you, you, that like it, we talked about how like all the characters they do play it up like they're singing against their will. He is definitely playing like he's singing against his will. Like oh, it's he, so good. He is like, like you can tell like he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> like but it's fighting, so good. And he's fighting against every, with every fiber in his being not to sing, but he's doing like one of the most embarrassing songs. This is literally <laughs> maybe the funniest thing they've ever had on Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. Like this is so good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've watched it multiple times now. It is a fucking delight. I can't recommend watching. <coughs> if you watch anything from this episode, just, just go to YouTube and find like Klingon rap, yeah, Strange New Worlds. It's so fucking funny. And again, like this whole segment, it, like we talked about, like this is something where you're given like lots, they're given interesting visual mm -hmm. se segments to look at while these, they're singing. Mm -hmm. Like we have like the the crew members, and also like you know the dancing is also part of because like it, it shows like you know crew members in the alley and the um, hallway, mm -hmm. and. They're all they're all like working on separate projects and they're not and they're all and they just start dancing together. They dancing start doing the snaps. Yeah, and they do like the choreographed dance showing like, oh, it's working. They're working in unison now. Yeah. And you know, and just like fun things like that, fun little things like that. And then of course like we have like, you know, shooting back between like the different departments. You have like mm -hmm. uh Lon, Paella, Paella, and Paella, <laughs> and Spock all singing together, and then everyone else. And it's it's really it's a really fun scene. Just it's just like Christine Chapel's song, where it's just like okay, because yeah. I, I feel like that segment and well, like the, the first song, Christine Chapel's song, and then this end end one mm -hmm. are the most musical I feel out of the thing. Like that, just like singing at you. Um, yeah, Ahura's is super musical. Like, Here is super music. Yeah, they, that's they, like they they do a bunch of like changes in that. Yeah. Uh, there's like it's way more than verse chorus verse chorus. Mm -hmm. Like the fucking it starts out with a guitar part, an acoustic guitar doing mm -hmm. um doing harmonic, like like actual like yeah guitar harmonics like in the guitar riff, and it's fucking cool. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. This uh, I really like this song. It was a delight. It was a delight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and guess what? It works. They have enough power, and the fold closes. Yep. And there is like yeah, like, and be like yes, yeah, so they're all singing to make it um, to reach three hundred and forty-four. Which I thought it should have been three hundred and eleven. Oh, three eleven. Yeah, that'd be amazing if the the crew just starts singing, "Come original, come original, all entertainers, come original." <laughs> <laughs> And then, like the members of all of Three Eleven are part of the uh, are part of like background members of the crew. Oh no, they're just Klingons. They're just Klingons. Yeah, yeah. yeah but P Peanut could be a Klingon name. Oh yeah. My name is Peanut. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for them. They should have done it. What else are they doing? Um, touring, play, uh, collecting royalties on Amber is your energy and nothing else. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's like on some like regional beer commercial, <laughs> like uh, drink Coors Amber. <laughs> Amber is the color of your energy. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was younger, there was like a car uh, where I lived. Uh, so I never knew who it was, but I called it 311 car. Mm -hmm. 
because they just had a million different 311 stickers on the on on their on the back of the car like it took up every available well, space. Well, if it's a million 311 stickers, it's just 311 million <laughs> stickers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Think it. about it. Damn it's, it. it's math, dude. It's math. It's, ma- it's, a, it's math. But it was it was always fascinating because like these I guess they sought out all the different color variants of the 311 sticker. Uh-huh. And they had every single one and it took up every single available space in the back of their car. They I don't, really love 311. That person isn't committed. They are just deeply mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. That's like it something could, you it, need it, to go it's to like, it's like, for. Yeah, it could just be like they're just like obsessed with the number. They're like one of those numerology people in like 311. It's like, <laughs> like, 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 like a holy number. They, they, they follow uh, 48 Below or whatever. Like yeah. that, that guy that recently died. Yeah. Um, um, so... Next, in the lounge, the singing has stopped, and Laon tells Una it didn't go well with Kirk, but she's happy she did it anyway. She took the old college try. And I do like how once they reach the thing, like, they're all celebrating. And then, like, Spock acts like a little fucking prick to Chapel. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he he cold shoulders Chapel, which is pretty prick-worthy. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. But at the same time, she just kind of broke up with him through song. (laughs) She did. (laughs) Which I think is worse than a text, in my opinion. Actually, I would prefer to be broken up with him through song. But you don't get a part in the song is the problem. I know, but, like, I'd be like, you know what? That shows that took because like you know what if, text, it, what if it was Laon's song though? A text mm-hmm. is you know just them firing something off low effort, choreographing a whole song and singing it to means you means they really hate you they really and they hate really want to break up. with Yes, you. It, well, See, it, I, I'd rather. But also, be it just a, shows like you know. Also, I think it shows like you know care. I think it shows a little bit of. Uh, yeah, I would much rather be broken up with as an afterthought than like you, like you fucked me up so deeply that I wrote a song about it. <laughs> Like, if someone writes a song about you, about breaking up with you, which I've done with several people, mm. they deeply mentally traumatized you. <laughs> and you don't want anyone writing a, ba- a, a song about you and breaking up with you. You don't want that, trust no, me. No, I guess not. Like, thinking about the emotions now of, like, my breakup songs, like, it's painful. Mm. Like, I'm mad about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. because I've never been broken up with through song. Oh, I guess I guess like I guess I would have to experience it. Yeah, well. Yeah. I'm going to write a breakup song for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Goes like this. Oh, <laughs> fart song. Uh, no fart song. Oh, uh, no, I just like the fart noise. Oh. Like this is the this is what the song is. <laughs> no, no, it's the the soy trick thing. Oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. the joke. <laughs> So, uh, Pike is, uh, now we go over to Pike's quarters. Um, uh, it's actually 50 cents now. Got him. Got him. That's a quarters <laughs> joke, everybody. Enjoy it. Uh, so in Pike's quarters, he's making dinner for Battelle and is forced to admit that he didn't like her vacation plans. Says they sounded stuffy and too touristy. Uh, she says it's okay because she just got put on a priority one mission and she has to leave. Which lets me know she gonna die. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. No, I like, like uh, immediately when she's like, I'm put on a priority one mission, I'm like, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, that bitch is dead. She's yeah. like, they're like, okay, well, 
that's what I was thinking. I was, I was like, this relationship has to end. We know that. Yeah. And so it's like, I wonder how they're going to do She's like, I'm put out for one mission. I'm like, oh, that's it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, they The been, relationship doesn't end. She does. Yeah, because like, they, they have been, ha- they've had several episodes between them about mm-hmm. their relationship this season. So I'm like, I was thinking in the back of my mind, like, they're going to kill her. They're going to kill her. Yeah, I thought they were actually going to have a full breakup song, which would have been pretty fun, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but the song they Not had was pretty fun. according to you, though. Uh, a breakup song would have been bad. That's well, no, that's the thing. <laughs> they both get to participate in it, which oh. makes it mutual. Okay, okay. got you. Got no, you, I'm got talking you. like if someone sings at you and breaks up with you that way, that's terrible. Mm. If you're singing at each other and breaking up like that, that's a that's the most mutual way you can actually break up. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. So, so it shows you're both of one mind. You're of one harmony. Yes. And you're agreeing that okay, we need to end this relationship. Mm-hmm. But if someone were to sing you a song and you didn't know how to join in and or know the words, like then you're like, Oh, I'm this song is specifically for me about how just an old fashioned hate song <laughs> coming down in three part harmony. I would like a I would like a breakup song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I'm dead inside at this point. Uh, yeah. I don't feel anything, so <laughs> that's fine. So, um, Next, uh, we learn that all Federation and Klingon ships have returned to normal and no one's singing anymore. And Spock did some bloodwine diplomacy with the Klingons, returning to the science station hungover. Yeah, he's and he's actually pretty good at acting physically hungover without saying anything. Yeah, like he is. Yeah, he's wasted, mm-hmm. and he's just like going back. He's just like, but he's like, since he's Spock, he doesn't want to seem like he is. He's like, I am very normal. <laughs> Oh, well, I usually am when I'm drunk. If I'm trying to like make make it seem like I'm not, but I'm actually right. like swashed it, swashed it. <laughs> so uh, Pike tells Ahura to share all of the information with other ships uh, in order for science or something, and she does. But then she starts humming the final song, uh, the "We Are One," and uh, <coughs> like Pike looks over at her and she's like, "Oh, sorry." It's an earworm. <laughs> I do like how it cuts everyone. They're all like, have terrified expressions on their face. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. And that's the episode. That's it. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, as we're saying, like, yeah, I mean, it could have used some, you re- really utilized the full, full, uh, uh, built, you know, uh, uh, you know, what, what musical theater allows, like mm-hmm. visually, like make it, makes, make you, make it visually interesting, make it like yeah. really like combine the two. Cause like, like, you know, the songs where they're just like singing, you could just close your eyes and have the same experience. Yeah. Which is like, not what I go to a musical for. I go to watch people dance like, and, and do fun stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. And even like, if they're singing, like they could have done the thing where they're, like, you know, dramatically look outside and there's like mm-hmm. a star exploding or, or just like, you know, just something, something dramatic to mm-hmm. really like, you know, punctuate like the song and like the high points and just something to like, yeah, just, just connect the two, connect the visual. Yeah. Cause together. out of nine songs, one, two, three, four, five of them were slow. Yeah. A slow solo songs. Yeah. Which is like. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- those were all of the weaker songs, pretty much. So, and then uh, I think use more 
they could have used more Klingons. Like, I mean, or maybe Definitely. not, because like, I mean, it's hard to say. Because no, because like, that was a fun surprise at the end. It I was thought. a fun surprise that disarmed me, and I was like, oh my god, that was super fun. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of had it in the back of my head. I'm like, they're gonna make that Klingon sing. Mm. I want to see it. I didn't think they were going to, but they did, and yeah. I'm so glad they did. <laughs> I do like how Pike brought them up just so he could like add like add their add their score mm-hmm. to to the to the to the full score of like. Having everyone sing, so he's like, "Kill the Klingons!" Yeah, and yeah. It's like he's like, "Ah, oh, no, you're making me sing." Yeah, so it was very fun. <laughs> it was excellent, indeed. So uh, let's rank the songs. Mm, I, mean, I don't remember all of them. Oh uh, well, I'll, yeah, I'll 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 tell you, and you can tell me if you agree with me. So okay. I thought uh, let's go from the bottom to the top. So at the bottom, "Keeping Secrets," the Una song about keeping secrets that she sings at lawn. <laughs> it's pretty boring. Not yeah. much happened while watching it. Besides, like I guess, like the the zero G mm-hmm. floating. Yeah, and it just wasn't that good of a song. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, at number eight, I have "How Would That Feel," which was Laon's song. Which, mm-hmm. like, it could have been fine. It just like went on so fucking long. Yeah, like I agree. Like, um, have her, and and uh, she could have also like maybe like sold it with some with some decent acting like you know throwing herself around like the um her her um her apartment mm-hmm. you know very dramatically or something or just like you know doing like you know sort of like a disney princess or like mm-hmm. a west side story type thing because like because yeah. like you know you have like you know uh when the characters are singing about like um pining for someone you know they're very dramatic you know just like holding the thing close to their breast and mm-hmm. like you know twirling or doing something doing something like doing some dance moves yeah yeah, yeah. Next um, was a dancey one, and this was just by process of elimination. I thought the song was pretty good, but it just ended up near the bottom of my list. It was mm. the "Connect to Your Truth," the La-on, or sorry, the Una and Kirk song, mm. which was pretty fun. It just felt fairly inconsequential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that, at number except s- for you, we did get Lon looking like Gollum. I thought like yeah, that was something i guess <laughs> not, not really part of the song not though. really part of the song but yeah. we got like scenes of her going <laughs> my precious <laughs> yeah, yeah they just gave her like a rock and like a loincloth uh and she was just like looking over the uh, rock i'd be into that <laughs> tricks tricksy oh, una dancing with my kirk ah, she's with my precious loincloth don't you mean uh Leon cloth. <laughs> Got him. I'm, I'm wearing my Leon cloth. <laughs> what is teachers precious? All right, I'm gonna start having nightmares. So okay, uh, I'll let's stop. put a kibosh on that one. Hit <laughs> 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 um, number is six. It okay. Is enough. it tasty? All right, you're <laughs> muted now. <No>. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, next at number six, I have "I'm the X," the uh, Spock song, mm, yeah. and that one just because it wasn't great, it was just very cleverly written lyrically, <coughs> and we love a clever song, oh, so yeah. I'm giving some credit there. Yeah. Um, and at number five, we have uh, "I'm Ready." Who was? Oh, that was uh, that was the the Chapel song. Yeah. That was a pretty good song. It's obvious Chapel, the actress, doesn't sing a ton. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a great sequence. It just wasn't the strongest song on yeah. here. You know, but it was it was a fun sequence. And mm-hmm. so that's right in the middle for me. Uh, at number four, I have uh, Keep Us Connected, the Uhura, Uhura solo song, mm-hmm. which really just rested mostly entirely on uh, Celia Rose Gooding being incredible mm-hmm. uh, at performance. Yes. And, yeah. She... Uh, 
She killed the song. She also sells it like just visually, like yeah, her, yeah. like you know, she looks like she's she's actually feeling the emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the song, where I think Lon, like you know, um, Christina Chong's a very talented singer, but mm-hmm. but she wasn't like selling it with her face. Yeah, true. <laughs> she she definitely looked more like she was singing than like crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, number three, I've got Status Report, the first song. Mm. Uh, that was really fun. Uh. I love a chorus song. Uh, it was it was just it was just <coughs> cool. yeah yeah I liked it. Number two, second to last, I got uh, Private Conversation, mm. the um, the Pike and Battelle song. I thought this was just super fun, and it was very disarming when the song just stopped. Yeah, and I it was uh, a great moment of comic relief. I did like yeah when she turns it off and Pike's still on his knees like you know reaching out to her and he's just like Ooh. And, uh. and, <laughs> and now you figure out that uh, when it comes to Broadway my favorite songs are almost categorically the funny songs yes which is why like I love like Avenue Q and shit like oh that. Yeah. yeah I love Avenue Q yeah I saw it on Broadway actually in its original run mm, yeah nice. in the tiniest fucking theater of all time I mm. had like no room it was terrible I saw it uh, with Kim with Kim uh, the the daughter of the prof- uh, the professor from Gilligan's Island. Oh, oh, right, right, right. We worked with her. Yes, yeah. she's a wild lady. Yeah, me and um, <coughs> yeah, me and Kim went to a couple musicals together. That's awesome. Yeah, and w- one of them we always saw Avenue Q. Yeah, she she was a she was a kitchen pirate. It was a fun one that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, I have uh, we are one. Mm. We are number one. We are number one. Hey. Uh, mostly because of the Klingon part. The yes. Klingon part was so fucking funny. <coughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I uh, re- I really enjoy that. Like, yeah, just like the fact that they used them just to like build up the score. Like, and then and then it also had like again more fun stuff, visual stuff. They had all the um, the Enterprise flying in unison with three Klingon vertebrae. Right, right, right. That was and fun. all like all like forming, like, <laughs> doing doing like a whole routine. Yeah, and that was that was that was hilarious. That was very fucking funny. Yeah. But yeah, uh, overall, pretty good episode. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't bad, and that's what I was fearing is it was going to be bad. I'm not going to say it was one of the better episodes this season, but it did further the plot a little along, mostly just like emotional arcs, which aren't my favorite thing on the show. But you know, it's um, I'm I'm going to give this one a six and a half out of ten. Sounds good. <coughs> Sorry, I've been dealing with this cough for a while. Um, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would rank it probably a little higher. Like I I, I like musicals. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, not, but not all the songs were hitting for me. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what would would you give it? What's your rating? Maybe an eight. An eight? Wow. Yeah. You know, eight is like that means it's great, right? Uh, you know what? I I applaud their bravery. I mean, I, I do too, but I mean that doesn't may that doesn't elevate this at all. It's still <laughs> a decision they decided to make, and yeah. like, it, and you know, so they have to accept their failures along with their accomplishments <laughs> here. And they they did accomplish the the Klingon musical part, which is, as I said, one of the funniest things ever in Star Trek. Yeah. But at the same time, it doing also the had auto, doing like the Klingons doing auto tune rap. Yeah, and, and that's why I actually thought like the Klingons were going to do like a, more of a Klingon opera type thing. Yeah, that would have made sense. But I, and that's that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's all Western music here. Yeah, which kind of sucks because like 
how would Klingons know that style of music? Yeah. You know, especially since they're very culturally removed. The Klingon Wars just happened, so they're still on, like, shaky ground with, with the Federation. So they're probably not, you know, imbibing in a ton of their cultural activities and music and shit. Yeah. I don't know. They enjoy auto-tuned, auto-tuned rap songs in their original Klingon. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then like opera that's like atonal. Like, what? Mm. That doesn't make any sense. That would have been funny though if it was just like the really drawn-out Klingon operas. There's like, melota, <laughs> and they had like, melota. This would have been a prime time to have like the get the guy who was the. Um, the Klingon cook on DS9. Oh yeah, he ha- rocked. Have him with his like doing doing a doing a squeeze box and yeah, or or the uh, the lady who played in the Klingon bar in TNG. Mm, yeah. yeah, playing that piano, <laughs> doing the, the the ballad of Actu and Melota. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I would actually recommend watching the episode though <laughs> to people yeah. just to uh, see how they pull off a Star Trek musical episode. Yeah. Yep. It was like one of the first. I, th- I don't think there's ever been another uh, musical episode before. No, there hasn't. Yeah. Definitely not. Besides, I guess, you know, Robert Picardo singing in Voyager. Yeah, but I mean, those were fractions of an episode. Yeah, and not a full. just him. Yeah, and, and just his fantasy. Yeah, which we love a Doctor Fantasy episode. Yeah. My fantasy is watching a Doctor Fantasy episode, in fact. Mm. It's my sexual fantasy, and that's how I come. Excellent. I think that's a good place for us to leave it for the day. I think so. Yeah. Um, thanks for hanging with us, Soyagers. Be well, travel safe, and um, sing your truth! Yep. Let me singing. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for checking with us, Soy Boys, Girls, and all the worldly beans. Hang dong and shockers. Monsanto soy. <laughs> Chris Monsanto soy. Christopher Montesantoli. <laughs> Have you seen uh, This Fool? I haven't watched it yet. The what? This Fool. What? Oh, yeah, I see this fool right here. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm here all week. Oh.